1: Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Give it up!
0: Josiah Jordan James gonna back Devo to the elbow, turnaround jumper, good and one. Devo got him on the arm. Josiah Jordan James at the shot. Tennessee's back up by fourteen, and they're headed to the foul line. You know that was one of the plays that really summed up the night, and it was kind of that way really throughout the ball game. You know, Tennessee imposed their will. They won the opening tip. They never trailed. It was a bad night. Uh, Josiah Jordan James hit that three, or hit that shot, rather, drew the foul. They were up, I think it was 53-39, something like that. It was inside 10 minutes. And, I mean, the bus was warming up at that point. And, you know, Tennessee, I just thought last night, uh, was the physically dominant team. Uh, they, uh, they did pretty much whatever they wanted defensively they were really like they always are and I really think that a lot of the things we saw last night in terms of offensive struggles from Arkansas um, that's as much about Tennessee as it is about Arkansas when you look at the numbers that they've posted this year and uh, the way they frustrate people defensively and you know when you're frustrated that's when you throw the ball into the first row you know, when you're pressing and, and, and by pressing I mean things aren't going your way and you're trying to make things happen. Uh when you begin to press and you begin to do things like that, that's when bad things happen. And I thought that happened a good bit uh for Arkansas last night. They were within nine at at the at the half, and it was not a pretty half. I mean Arkansas did not play well from the jump. But I know that, you know, the hope was, well, you know, we trailed by twenty here last year and by the end of the day, they had a chance to, or into the night, had a chance to maybe tie the thing up with J.D. Note, but it didn't work out that way. Second half, Tennessee just kept imposing their will and outscored Arkansas by nine again and ended up winning the game by 18 after leading by as many as 24. I mean, it was 72-48 to 48 at one point, so it was uh, just not a good night. Uh, the good news for Arkansas is I really don't think it affects anything in terms of their NCAA tournament situation. And I know people, you know, you kind of hedge a little bit when you hear something like that. But we're going to talk more about that as we move through the podcast today. As always, we are presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, and brought to you in part by Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. All right, let's just go to the radio postgame last night. This was must when it
1: was over tennessee was much more physical than us we didn't play up to the standards that we've set the last three years disappointing loss for sure chuck 16 turnovers to eight assists not a good assist to turnover ratio at all add in the fact that in the first half the rebounds especially at the offensive end for tennessee not enough physicality for sure and and then the free throw shooting is quite obvious
0: I was going to ask you about the physical nature. I mean, we're to the point in this season now where it seems like every time
1: you have the ball, you've got to play through contact. Is, is, is that something you'd like to see more of from your team? It's bothering our guys, the physicality. We knew as, as the season wears on, you're going to have to play physical basketball, and it only gets more physical. It's going to be physical on Saturday, and then it's going to be physical in the SEC tournament. So, again, a very disappointing loss in many different ways for us tonight. You've had a lot of games where the points and the paint numbers are flipped from, from where they were tonight. Does that kind of go
0: back to what you're talking about, the physicality, the points that Tennessee was able to score in the paint
1: tonight? We didn't finish at the rim. We didn't attack the rim. Obviously, Tennessee's, you look at their numbers, it's not just against us. They're one of the best, if not the best, defensive team in the country but their physicality for sure certainly hurt us and then they played much bigger with the injury to ziegler so that made them a little bit more physical taller longer and it bothered us and just not enough guys played the way that we would need to play in either half to to make this a game
0: i wonder on the offensive end you talked before the game a lot about you know the importance of hard cuts precision cuts Obviously that part didn't work out exactly like
1: you wanted it to, but is
0: is that the style you're gonna have to play the rest of the way now that we're into the
1: you know the real important games? Yeah, we haven't been a very good cutting team all year, Chuck. We'll continue to talk about it in practice. Uh, until we play our last game. But we have a lot of guys that stand. That's our responsibility as a staff. Last year, you know, I thought a DC Tony was as good a cutter as there is. I thought Stan Amude did a great job cutting. Uh, we've got to continue to work and try to get guys to understand the importance of not standing so the defense can load to the ball. That's on our coaching staff to try to get guys to do that. You go
0: back home, you got one left in the regular season, Kentucky at home, which is good. Seems like Kentucky's
1: playing as well as anybody right now, though. We knew that the last three games of the year were going to be as hard as any three teams play, but I'm not really thinking about Kentucky right now. Obviously, Will, on the plane, but right now, extremely disappointed with many different factors tonight in the game against Tennessee.
0: You know, really, there wasn't a whole lot to say, and it's the kind of ball game that, you know, if you're a basketball analyst, you're not going to make your living breaking down that one because it was pretty easy to understand for everybody. You just look at the numbers. I mean, the turnovers, the points off turnovers. Um, you know, at the end of the night, the total rebounds had about evened themselves out. But, you know, in the first half, Tennessee just dominated the offensive glass. And they ended the night with 10 offensive rebounds and 13 second chance points. Um, you know, that's not going to help you win many ball games, And, you know, Arkansas had eight assists in the game and sixteen turnovers. You're not gonna win very many ball games, if any, particularly against good teams on the road when you post numbers like that. They've they've um, you know, they they've put themselves in a spot now where on the road they've just not been able to close ball games. Sometimes it's not closing, sometimes it's not playing well. It wasn't a matter of not closing last night. They were never in it, never led. The good news is you don't play any more road games. You know, you play at home Saturday against Kentucky, and then everything's on a neutral floor after that. The other part of the equation that, you know, I know is not much consolation right now is that Arkansas's net, the NCAA evaluation tool. Your net, what is that? Arkansas's net did not change as a result of last night. They're still 14th. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament. Um, I hope it doesn't happen this way. I think they could lose Saturday and lose in the first round of the conference tournament, and they'd still be in. Now, they might be in Dayton, Ohio in that Tuesday ball game, but I think they'd be in. And here's why. You know, we, we forget sometimes as we, you know, get all wrapped up in how a conference race is going and where we thought our team might be at the start of the year as opposed to where they are now – We get caught up in that sometimes, and we forget about the fact that, you know, non-conference ballgames do matter. Now, one could argue that sometimes what happens in November and December matters too much at the end of the year, and I wouldn't necessarily argue against you on that, but, you know, I do think there's a way that you can schedule smartly, and I think Arkansas has done that, and I think when you look at some of the numbers of the non-conference opponents that they have played... That's why their net is as good as it is, and that's why I think they're going to be part of the field. Fordham, twenty-three and six, they're in second place in the A-10 right now. Creighton, sixteen net. San Diego State, fifteen net. San Diego State regular season Mountain West champion. Creighton, you know they had some injuries, but they're still twelve and six in the Big League in the Big East. I'm sorry. And a sixteen net right there with Arkansas. That's a quality non conference opponent. UNC Greensboro, a game out of first place in the SOCON. Bradley, sixteen and two in the Valley, twenty three and seven overall. They won the Missouri Valley Conference Championship. UNC Asheville, sixteen and two in the Big South, regular season champion, twenty four and seven overall. These are games that matter. And again, because they're not football schools and because we don't think of them as, you know, legitimate power five programs, we sometimes forget about these games as soon as they're over and we don't keep up with what these teams do during the course of the season because all of that figures into your net. Now, I know there's a lot of debate about the net and I get that. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It's an algorithm. Um, You know, and for that reason, some people don't like it. And I get that. I really do. But for better or worse, it says it right there on the NCAA website, this is the primary tool that is going to be utilized by the committee when it comes to placing and seeding teams in the NCAA tournament. So it may be flawed, and it may not mean anything to you after you watch a performance like you watch the Razorbacks put forth against Tennessee. But it does matter. matters a lot, and it's why I think Arkansas is still in good shape in terms of the NCAA tournament. Now, look, they've got some issues. Um, You can't turn the ball over the way they do. You can't give up second-chance points the way they do. If you look at the numbers, though, most of that stuff, the really bad stuff, has happened in somebody else's arena. They didn't get pounded like that, they didn't give it away like that when they played over in Maui. And they didn't get pounded like that, and they didn't turn it over like that when they played over in Tulsa. So, you know, I do think that once we get into a neutral floor situation, um, I do think some of that stuff will look a little bit different out there. Um, Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that You know, this team right now, the way they played against Tennessee, everybody's got a good feeling the next day about what's going to happen. I understand that. But I also know that if they beat Kentucky on Saturday, um, everybody's going to be looking forward to what happens in Nashville. And I still think today, if you were to talk to the average Razorback fan, they would tell you that this team still has a chance to make a run. Don't know that they will. But they've still got a chance to do that. Hey, before we move on, I want to talk to those of you who are in the market. The real estate market is what I'm talking about. If you're a buyer or a seller, let me talk to you about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. I partnered with them twice, and I can tell you both times it exceeded my expectations. I'll be very honest with you. I wanted to turn this over to somebody where, you know, I didn't have to deal with it because I wasn't equipped to, you know. I was not knowledgeable enough about it to do everything that needed to be done, but they were, and that's why everything worked out for the best in both situations. When you partner with somebody, you want to partner with someone who knows their game inside out. And when you partner with an agent from the Griffin Company, you're partnering with someone who is the best trained in the business. That makes them a better negotiator. When you understand the game, you're a better negotiator. That's just how it works. That benefits you, whichever side of the table you're sitting on, because ultimately you've got to get from contract to close, and that's what they do better than anybody. They've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale and Bentonville. They've recently opened an office in Fort Smith, Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town, and you can log on to WykerdGriffin.com.
1: Welcome to the pig team. Give me the house, Chuck! BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from the NFL and bowl season to eSports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contest, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. First pitch, up and in, off the glove of Polk. All three runners move up, and that includes the runner from third, Robbie Tall, who dashes home to score. The Panthers' eighth run of the game. It's eight to four. All
0: right, let's switch over to baseball for a minute. Razorbacks have a home game today. They'll take on Illinois State at three o'clock at Ball Walker Stadium. Hogs are five and two. They're trying to figure some things out with their pitching. You know, Zach Morris is one of the guys that they're counting on, left hander out of Cabot, and they've tried him out of the bullpen with some success. And then there have been some times where he wasn't all that good. So they're going to start him in the ball game today. One of the things you try to do early in the season is figure out exactly how your pitching is going to line out, uh, whether it be your starters, whether it be your bullpen guys. Pitching's a lot more specialized now than it once was you've got guys who you know they're bridge guys they're going to work certain innings they're going to work in certain situations and their appearances may not vary outside that box so to speak when they come out of the bullpen they got to figure out who all those guys are um five and two is fine in terms of a record would have been nice to have swept the series over the weekend obviously you want to win as opposed to losing but the thing that you really want to do is, at least this is my take, is that Arkansas has got to figure out exactly what they have in terms of their pitching. This was Dave Van Horn looking ahead.
1: Illinois State coming in Wednesday. They'll be every bit as good as Eastern Illinois. Veteran team. They're winning. We'll have to be ready for them. And then the team we have coming in this weekend is a team that's been to a regional a little bit. They're not scared. I know they beat Kentucky uh, yesterday. I don't know how it went today. But we got to find a few more pitchers. And uh, right now, we got about four guys at maybe four and a half that we can go to. And after that, it, it
0: hadn't gone great. Three o'clock, the start time today. Razorbacks will be at home this weekend. Wright State's in town for a three-game set. They are in the midst of what will be an 18-game homestand by the time it's over. So uh, if you've not been out to Baumwalker yet, uh, this will be a pretty good opportunity as we move through the coming days. Before we get back into basketball, I know that, you know, we're reaching the point in the season where everybody's watching lots of games. I mean, tournaments are coming up. That means the Saracen app is going to be working hard. And if you're going to be the most informed wagerer in our state, if you're one of those who likes to make a little wager maybe on postseason basketball, you really do need to download the Saracen app. They've got the latest odds, all the latest info. They've got all kinds of exotic bets, prop bets. I mean, you name it. You're going to find out real quickly why it's Arkansas' favorite sports betting app. Now, I know there are Vegas odds, but I also know that if you're going to play them legally, you've got to be in Vegas. And I know there are laws in Arkansas that prevent a lot of these national betting apps from operating in our state. So if you really want to be ready, you've got to download the Saracen app. Very easy. Download it. There's a how-to-play video. They'll get you fixed up. BetSaracen and the Saracen app. Three games in the SEC tonight. Mizzou plays at LSU tonight. When you look at the standings right now, Missouri, Auburn, and Vanderbilt are all 9-7. and seven. Game and a half up on Arkansas right now. You know, you need LSU to pull off an upset there. LSU was the winner the other night. They beat Vanderbilt. But unfortunately, you know, Vanderbilt still 9-7. and seven And Arkansas 8-9. and nine. So, uh, wasn't able to... You know, remain even with them or have a chance to move above them as a result of that. But be nice if you could pull off an upset again tonight. Auburn plays at Alabama. It's hard to see Auburn winning that game. Uh, the bet Saracen and apps got Alabama by 10. Might be more than that. You know, Bruce Pearl's team lost by, what, 32 at Kentucky? He apologized to the fan base when it was over. I'll bet you Auburn plays a great game. I'll bet you they do. If they've got a great game in them, they'll play it tonight. And, um, you know, Alabama's clinched a, uh, clinched a tie. You know, all they got to do is win once, you know, tonight or Saturday, and they're the conference champion. So they got a lot to play for. And don't think they wouldn't love to beat Auburn uh, in the game that clinches the SEC crown for them. But I'll bet you Auburn plays a great game, but it's hard to see them going into Alabama and pulling off a win. Kentucky's at home tonight against Vanderbilt. Kentucky minus 10, according to the Bet Saracen app. Vanderbilt's been a really hard team to figure out. I mean, a really hard team to figure out this year. Um, They've beaten good teams and lost to bad teams. Hard to see them going up to Rupp and winning right now. And I think from a Razorback perspective, frankly, probably like to see Kentucky just roll. Um, You know, have them coming in here full of themselves and, you know, feeling like that they've turned the corner. Um, You know, it's interesting right now with the net and with all the things that go on, in terms of, you know, college basketball and the numbers and bracketology. It's interesting how you get to the end of the year. And sometimes you have really, really big games with really, really good teams. And yet, the winner doesn't seem to be rewarded all that much in terms of stature within the NCAA tournament. And the loser, frankly, um, doesn't take all that much punishment. You know, Arkansas lost to Tennessee, played a bad game. 14 in the net today, just like they were before the game tipped off. I would imagine that regardless of the outcome of the game Saturday, team's nets are going to remain right about the same. Um, You know, the body of work has left you where you are, and one game's not really going to, you know, sway things one way or the other. It's not to say you don't want to win. It's not to say that at all. But, you know, players pay attention to this stuff. You know, they – They're a lot smarter than we think they are. Sometimes they're a lot smarter than us when it comes to numbers. But they understand how all this works, and they know that games may mean a lot to the fans, but in the grand scheme of things may not mean as much to uh, all the things that are out there being discussed among the bracketologists. I don't know if that has anything to do with outcomes of games or not. But I do know that it is... And I don't know that unfortunate's the word, but I'm not sure this is exactly how they had it planned. You know, sometimes you get to these meaningful games at the end, and if there's not a championship on the line, and if you've got two good teams that are already in, um, I do wonder sometimes exactly, you know, what kind of emotions really running through these players. I don't know the answer to that. I wouldn't want to speak for them. But I do sometimes kind of wonder exactly how that goes. Give me the hug.
1: We took a step backwards tonight. There's no question, both as a team and individually, we, we took several steps backwards. We'll get back and try to prepare for Kentucky.
0: Last home game of the year. I'm sure we're going to have a big crowd. Hopefully the weather's good that day and people find it easy to travel. This is a game that people are going to go to. Arkansas and Kentucky's going to draw a crowd. Um, and, you know, our fans love playing them. And I sort of think that... Regardless of what happens with the net, regardless of where teams are seated and all that stuff, if I'm Kentucky, I'm getting a chance to go play a team again that beat me at home, and I'm thinking about how I'd like to get even with them. And if you're Arkansas, let's just be honest. There aren't many times in our program's history where we can say we beat Kentucky twice in the same season. So, you know, there's a lot on the line Saturday. There's a lot on the line from a pride standpoint. I think the play will reflect that. I hope it will. But uh, meaningful games in the league tonight, meaningful games on Saturday. There's baseball going on. There's a lot of other stuff that will be happening as we move toward the end of the week, and we'll discuss that a little bit more on Friday. Thank you for listening. Hope you're having a great week. We'll do it again at the end of the week. Talk to you then. Can you Give me an O. Give me
1: a D. Give me an S. What's that spell? Give me the Chuck. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting.
0: It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw